I'm Anna. And I'm Jillian. And this is the Hat Picks Podcast. Just two dope ladies talking about soccer from across the country on the podcast no one asked for. I'm just making sure that it is, in fact, showing sound. Yes. And, and I have green little dots next to both people, and it is making sound things when you speak. Okay. That seems like a good sign. We're going to go with that. Okay. Crushing it. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> I hope you include some of our new technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Because they're new and fun. So just a little background for everybody. We use a platform called Zencaster to record because it is free. Yes. And like that. Yes. And my lovely friend Jeremy recommended it. So thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Don't know who you are, but thank you. (laughs) So we're it's they've changed everything around this week. They're like now including video, which we're definitely not doing because most of the time Anna and I are just on a dry shampoo day when it comes to Thursday. (laughs) and We just can't have that be a thing yet. But they're just the look of it is different. So we're uh, trying something new this week, I guess. (laughs) We're just making sure that things uh, work because it's new. We have a deadly fear of uh, recording this entire thing and then it not saving, so. Because we've had something happen before. It almost happened and will never be as funny the second time, so. Literally, there's no way. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Soccer things happened. Well, I guess we'll just dive right in. (laughs) Jump right in. Other verb. (laughs) Other action verb. All right. My hat pick number three for this week is the Adelaide United versus Canberra on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you all know this, but I'm getting very good at this Australian accent. I am getting good at it. So I'm going to start us out with something that has nothing to do with the pick, but everything to do with an accent. But I need to talk about the announcers in this game. So before the start of the match, one of the announcers states that it is the debut (laughs) for the Adelaide keeper, Anna Lee Grove. Anna Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Debut. I spelled it D-A-Y-B many O's. (laughs) I mean, how else do you spell it? Instead of debut. So interesting take there. Loving that. Probably going to pick that up. And then in the 33rd minute, Michelle Heyman, who we all know and love by now, yes. misses a shot and the announcer says, <laughs> I don't even know if I can say I think you have to try. <laughs> she just missed it by a bee's whisker, <laughs> which I thought was so funny because who has ever said the term bee's whisker before? Australian people, is that a thing that you say? It's the it's the first pick, and I have already digressed so much, but I thought you would enjoy those little little tidbits. Oh, uh, yeah. So here we are in Australia. It's probably hot as balls on Valentine's Day, unlike in St. Louis when the high for Valentine's Day was three degrees. Jesus H. Christ. I. So originally I was just going to do one goal from this game, but there was so much good shit happening that the whole game needed to be a pick. So it's our podcast. We do what we want. Anyway, <laughs> we'll start out with Chelsea Doba's goal for Adelaide United. <laughs> so the 11th minute rolls around. 
The ball gets passed back to Isabel Hodgson of Adelaide United a few yards from like the top right of the box. She chips it to the far left and Chelsea Dauber just hits that shit from the side on the volley and boom, it goes right in. Boom. Beautiful. It was also the goal of the week. What's up? Love it. It was a great goal. So moving on. Not too long after that. I don't actually remember when it was. I didn't write down the time. So who cares? It happened in the game within a 90 minute span. It happened in the course of the first half because <laughs> I wrote down that it happened in the first half later. Smart. So we know we have 45 minute window. So we have a, a goal from Paige Satchel who plays for Canberra United. So picture it. We're in stoppage time. There it is. I wrote it down. <laughs> Stoppage time towards the end of the first half. And Heyman wins the ball in traffic at midfield. She sends this nice long ball up to Paige Satchel, who hits a lovely breakaway run up the left side of the field. And she is under pressure as she approaches the goal and she gets a shot off with her left foot. Do you know what that shot was? She nutmegged the goalie (laughs) to tie the game. It was so dope. It was a classy Meg. Love a classy Meg. 1-1 one, one at the half. Boom. Crushing. Unfortunately for Canberra, they lose that lead in the 55th minute, which is right after the half, about 10 minutes after coming back into the second half. After, I would say, some sloppy defensive work on their end, and they just never <laughs> regain the lead. They put up a good fight, but it's not enough. So last but definitely not least, I think it is important – I think it is important that we uh, discuss the keepers in this match because they had some dope ass saves that we need Hell to acknowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I think Annalie Grove of Adelaide, Adelaide United <laughs> did great in her debut. And <laughs> Keely Richards of Canberra stopped a lot of shit too. The scoreboard definitely could have looked a lot different than 2 1. Um, but I will highlight a few of these dope-ass saves for you now. In the seventh minute, Heyman gets a ball from midfield and hits a breakaway down center towards the goal, and she tries to sneak it past Annalie Grove in the left corner, but Grove totally reads it. She totally, like, boop, like, falls down, pops pops her arm right down, gets a glove on it, and uh, she knocks that out of bounds, so that's great. Great news. (laughs) (laughs) Great news for Adelaide. (laughs) Heyman also did not get much on the ball, but like, she's a debut keeper. Like, she's still- <laughs> I just like you're so you're trying to be so serious and saying debut, <laughs> but it's so not serious. It's quite possibly one of the most ridiculous ways to say a word ever. Listeners, I'm crying right now. This is a laugh cry happening. Oh my god. So anyway. <laughs> Debut keeper. Stop tame and way to be Annalie Grove. Alright, so shifting over to Canberra. In the 65th minute, Keely Richards is really put to the test by Chelsea Dauber. Remember her? She made that great goal earlier in the game. How nice. She manages to lay out to block the attempt. And then, like, seconds later, literally still in the 65th minute, Maria Rojas is there putting on a lot of pressure. She is face-to-face with Richards and gets a shot off, but Richards is able to get a shin on it. It's a real cluster at this point in the box. (laughs) 
But Rojas gets back up and immediately gets another shot off. And Richards is there again to block it. Holy moly. She gets, I guess, another amazing save in the 66th minute, which is the next minute, in case you weren't following. <laughs> Look, give this goalie a Gatorade. That was some great shit. Tons of great saves. So that's kind of it. Great game. Italy prevails. Good fight for both teams. Day boo. <laughs> oh, God. Day boo has to go in the pod name, like somehow. Oh, yes. I don't know. I don't know what the second half of that is, but Day boo is definitely half of it. Okay. All right. My number three hat pick is Caroline Weir's goal against Manchester United. It was the Manchester Derby on February 12th. It was a great game for Man City. They had possession a majority of the time. When you're watching the game, it does feel like a lot more because they did kind of just dominate. Yeah, it wasn't... I mean, I'm not really a Manchester United fan, despite the fact that I have a jersey in my closet. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, But it was a little disappointing to watch for Manchester United. But So before I get into Man City's goals, I do want to mention that although... Overall, Man United had some problems. Defensively, they really struggled. The midfield was kind of a mess. But up top, they did fairly well. You know, um, defense wins championships. So that's an unfortunate thing for them. But uh, Kristen Press had some great attempts on goal. Ella Toon had some good looks. Man City, Man City's defense, um, especially their goalie, Ellie Roebuck. This is kind of a, we'll just tag on to the, the keeper nods. Um, hey. She was just better than what they could offer. So go Ellie Roebuck. But... Moving on. City had their first goal in the 23rd minute. It was a goal from Lucy Bronze off of a corner kick. It was great. It was beautiful. Lucy Bronze is great. Whatever. Second goal from Lauren Hemp in the 71st minute off of a rebound from a stop um, by Earps, the Man United goalie, which was a pretty dope stop, I will say. Another nod to a goalie. We're here to talk about Caroline Weir. She had a goal in the 84th minute. And it was incredible. I watched the game live at work, you know, the way they you should be doing anyway it's doing work <laughs> yeah and then I went and rewatched the highlights so that I could like go play by play and get this down for my notes right, right. I remember watching it and looking at it and being like holy shit that was incredible and then I was doing my notes and I was like oh my god I forgot how good it was <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that I wrote it like Three days later. Whatever. Okay, so Weir's goal actually starts as a chance um, that Greenwood serves in for Ellen White, but a defender gets in front of her, which is great because I don't really like Ellen White. And then Lauren Hemp tries it, but it gets cleared just kind of outside of the top of the 18. Um, And so then (laughs) Weir manages to get to it about 20 yards away from the goal um, and then cuts back and around Jackie Gronin, who's a midfielder for Man United, with like a little fancy footwork. It was like she cut it back. And it was like a little flick. And I can't explain it to you very well because I don't play the sport anymore. But it was great. You should go look it up. Anyway, she cuts it around Jackie Gronin. And Jackie Gronin ends up on the ground in the splits from trying to get the ball from Weir. Um, So that's just how good it was. Gronin couldn't even stay standing up anymore. Anyway, and I'm not going to say this. (laughs) (laughs) He left it highlighted wouldn't notice i highlighted it on purpose because it said caroline weird i didn't write that you put that it was like that i wanted you to see (laughs) oh good well i wrote this while i was at work so leave me alone caroline weird (laughs) yeah then caroline weird shoots this lofted missile over everyone in the 18 including the goalie and it just 
and it gets into the goal just below the crossbar, but just above the keeper's hands. You know, that little sweet spot. It was one of those perfectly placed shots, kind of one of the best ones I've ever seen because it would have been really easy for the ball to just have been a little bit lower and the keeper would have gotten it or just a little bit higher and it could have hit in the cross. Hitting? It could have hit in the crossbar. Yep. <laughs> Day booze <laughs> and hittens. Woo! <laughs> It could have hit the crossbar is what I'm trying to say because I can speak sentences correctly. Anyway, it was just a really good goal because under the stress that she was at at the 18, she still managed to score a beautiful goal that sealed the deal for the Manchester win. Not that they weren't going to win that game anyway because Manchester United could not get a ball into that goal. Even if Manchester United was crushing that game and that was the only goal for Manchester City, I probably still would have put it as a hat pick because it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my thing. And I will just add, I mentioned this very briefly, like I think in the last pod, Caroline Weir has just been on fire. She is such a good player, has scored in so many recent games. I think she had a brace in one game and scored in the next one. And then here we are again. And they're really solid goals too. So you go Caroline Weird. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> Listen, I type this while I'm also trying to do other work. Okay. Oh, I just thought it was funny, and I never made the connection that her last name was so close to weird. <laughs> oh, I think very much, Captain Obvious. I know that it makes sense that I would be mean to you, but I'm not trying to be mean to you in this moment. <laughs> not when it's recorded for other people to potentially hear. Oh. Anthony even said in the last episode, he was like, you were so mean to Anna in some parts. And I was like, no, it wasn't. That's just our thing. Our, That's just what we do. Our dynamic. <laughs> it's been the same way for like almost eight years. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Continuing in the vein of Manchester United shitting the bed. <laughs> we're also going to add Chelsea shitting the bed. <laughs> Love that. So my hat pick number two, we're keeping it in England for this, is lower ranked team domination in the WSL. So here's the deal. Here it is. I'm going to lay it all out for you. Chelsea and Manchester United have been at the top of the leaderboard for the vast majority of this season in the WSL. Basically have alternated number one and number two for the vast majority of that. Both very dominant teams, great players, great managers. So dope. We love it. However, everyone loves an underdog story. Except for when it's North Carolina. Which I would argue is not an underdog story because that's all lies. Never believe it. You can literally not be an underdog if Sam Mewis is on your team. I'm sorry. I cannot. <laughs> can Or Crystal Dunn. Yeah. Who just hasn't even played with the Thorns yet. Has contributed to the great success of the North Carolina Courage. So I don't really want to hear that. They try to play it off like, Mm-mm, no. So because we all love an underdog story, I have not one but two for you that happened in the same day. Boom, crushing. So back on February 7th, Brighton. Yes, you heard me correctly. Brighton <laughs> beat Chelsea. And then Reading beat Manchester United. And what I like to call, trademark, a Sunday of upsets. <laughs> so Brighton beating Chelsea at home is a big deal. Particularly after Chelsea, I saw that it, they had gone unbeaten. Probably not just winning. They probably had a couple of Some ties, yeah. But unbeaten for 33 straight games. Wow, 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 wow. That's a big deal. So this game does, in fact, begin as many a Chelsea game start with Chelsea leading. Standard. <laughs> very, st- very standard stuff. And who scores? None other than Samantha Kerr. 
Of course. But of course. But of course. (laughs) She gets a nice header into the left corner, not even five minutes into the first half. Very nice. Very expected. This game looks to be the same as so many Chelsea games before, but not so, my friends. Not so. (laughs) Minutes later, Megan Connolly takes a, she's a Brighton player, FYI, (laughs) takes a beautiful corner and Aileen Whalen heads it in and then proceeds to fall down. She like falls down as she's heading it in. Sure, standing is hard. (laughs) It was snowing. Snow, I guess, is hard. (laughs) I don't know. I'm in Arizona. I hate you. (laughs) There has been snow on the ground for like almost two weeks straight and it's, can't take it. (laughs) Um, I did go walk in it today though and it's very cute. There were some people who were playing ice hockey on a pond. (laughs) Adorable. That's a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. My housemate Matthew was like, it's like the Mighty Ducks or something happening out there. Oh, that was so cute. Anyway, okay. So the score is now 1-1. Great. Tied. I'm going to say this. Chelsea still dominated this game in terms of possession and shots on goal and pretty much everything. But in the end, it was not enough still. About 10 minutes left before stoppage in the second half. Megan Connolly again with the corner kick moves. She takes the corner and somehow just curves it in from the corner. That is so rare. Like It's hard. You have, you have to bend it like Beckham. <laughs> like, like better than Beckham, honestly. Better than like, Beckham. <laughs> It just, like, it wasn't even, like, it curved into, like, the far corner. It was, like, the near post, the way that it went in. It was, it's like, it a was full 90-degree turn just to get into the goal. Like, yeah, I don't – you because you all could see that. <laughs> Curves that shit in. I don't know, but good for you, Megan Connolly, with an assist and a goal. Way to go. Your game. Yes. So that's that. I mean, you could just tell how excited the Brighton players were. For this to happen at home for Chelsea and for Brighton – I think that moved them up to, at the time, eighth on the leaderboard. I mean, they. I think this is like only their third win this season. So that's a big deal for them. Way to go. You deserve it. Chelsea was probably pretty darn tired. And I think that they didn't start Pernilla Harder and Fran Kirby. I think they came in later in the game. So that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea's a team where they have a deep bench. But unlike the U.S. Women's National Team, where you can kind of start any like random draw of whichever players they can't do that Chelsea can't do that even though they're like quote second string players are incredible players they don't have the chemistry on the field yet because they don't play a lot of games together yeah so Brighton still won and we love to see it yes okay so moving on to Reading beating Manchester United at home this was the first home defeat for Manchester United in over a year this game was pretty deadlocked in the first half there are a few very close chances for both teams but nil nil the half zero zero but then the second half rolls around I feel like I say things roll around a lot like second half rolls around <laughs> tenth minute rolls around <laughs> second half rolls around and everything changes insert emotional music here Oh, I hope you find some incredible emotional music. I can't wait. I, You all know that I'm just having a gosh darn ball over here with these sound effects. <laughs> okay, so Redding gets a corner and Natasha Harding. <laughs> I think you should stick to the Australian accent. But I do love that they say Natasha. Natasha. <laughs> Oh, but we could okay. bring back our British accents because we used to do that a lot. We really did. That was 
Probably offensive. So much. So much. Okay. So, Natasha Harding, or as the announcers called her, the fox in the box. (laughs) (laughs) These announcers over the past few weeks, my God. So she gets ahead on it after a bunch of bouncing around and kind of a clusterfuck set piece. Now, it wasn't like a bad kick or anything, but just the box was a mess. And so, well done, Natasha. 1-0, Redding. Boom. Then, at another point in the second half, because that's all that there is left, Danielle (laughs) Carter earns a foul for Redding. It didn't really look like a super bad foul, but, like, tough titties, man. You, like, what happened? (laughs) So, Carter then gets a running start after the free kick and just beautifully heads it, kisses it. Not a doink. A kiss. (laughs) Gets it in while still running. So it was a beautiful header, beautiful goal. And uh, Manchester United did not recover. So I will say this is not a normal thing to happen. And uh, we're still going to live it up, though, when it does. You bet your sweet ass we are. So just really, Reading is more middle of the pack than Brighton. They're like not as like far down, but still, I think not a team that was expected to win 2-0 against Manchester United. Right. I think just very exciting for both of these teams. A tough break for Manchester United and Chelsea. I think Manchester United has really been struggling since Tobin Heath got hurt. I'm just saying. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, it was great. It was super dope. And because I texted Anna and I was like, I feel like I say that every episode. I texted Anna. <laughs> we do, in fact, communicate outside of this one time every two weeks. <laughs> so I was I was texting. I was like, oh, my God, Brighton beat Chelsea. And she was like, and Reading beat Manchester United. It's like the same day for it to happen. Wild. So, so. <laughs> All right. Wild. That's my number two. <laughs> My number two also involves top teams, but it's in, do you want to say the country that it's in? Because I'm not going to say it with an accent. Australia. (laughs) So mine is the Brisbane Roar game against Sydney FC where Brisbane crushed Sydney. So Sydney and Brisbane are number one and number two respectively in the W League standings. So that's important. Okay, so we've mentioned players on both of these teams before because, I mean, realistically, they're just constantly playing excellent soccer. And so we're going to mention them. But now with Sydney being number one in the league, it was kind of assumed that they would win this. And uh, they did not do that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, they lost uh, big time. So Tamika Yallop, who we've mentioned before. Tamika Tamika (laughs) Yallop. Maiden name, but uh, still important to mention. Um, So she scored first for Brisbane in the eighth minute. There's really not much to say about this goal other than it was uh, perfect. Emily Gilnick got the ball just outside of the left side of the 18. Just before she reached the end line, she serviced it back post to Yollop, and then Yollop sent the the ball to the back of the net. It was just a beautiful header. It was great. And that's really all there is to say about that one. Sydney responds to this goal within a few minutes to level the game. So Brisbane was trying to clear the ball out of their defensive third. So the ball was passed back to the keeper even though McKenna who had the ball was already at like the 20 yard line outside of the goal and then she it wasn't a good decision to pass back to the keeper to clear when she had plenty of time to turn around I did not understand I was watching it and I was like why would why did you do that thing anyway the Brisbane keeper it was bad (laughs) soccer so the Brisbane keeper Morgan Aquino she takes a touch that she does not have time for 
And then she tries to clear it. Meanwhile, Claire Wheeler from Sydney is running at her and putting pressure on her. Aquino kicks the ball straight into Wheeler and the rebound goes directly into the goal. It was just like, (laughs) it was a keeper's nightmare, but it was the kind of thing where you follow the ball. That's, that's why, because uh, you could get a goal. So back to Brisbane goals. So not even five minutes after Sydney scores the equalizer, we see another goal from Brisbane. Polias. Polias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left a pause there because I knew you were going to say it. She sends a ball in from outside the 18 on the right side of the pitch and the keeper, Jada Matheson Wyman, which is a name. They just keep calling her Wyman, which I understand. So she gets her hands on it, but she doesn't hold onto it or clear it at all. So Jamila Sophia Rankin, We've just got a lot of three names. Yeah. She's following her run back post and is there after the keeper gets her hands on it. Cause it like, just like goes through her hands. It was, it was just an unfortunate keeper mistake. And she just slots it into the goal. It was just a keeper mistake and happened to both teams and they both capitalized. That's the word. They capitalized on it. Thanks. (laughs) That's why this is a two person podcast. Hey, teamwork. Okay, second half, 54th minute, Brisbane gets a corner kick because Sydney like doesn't touch the ball in this game at all. Rankin takes the corner kick and sends it straight into the six-yard box where defender Claire Polkinghorn is waiting for it. Claire Polkinghorn, I would just like to say, she, so Brisbane wears orange uniforms. Claire Polkinghorn is a ginger, so she's just like bright orange and red from I'm top fire. to bottom. <laughs> Which is just fun to see. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> just kind of funny because it's just like this walking orange highlighter up and down the field. So Polking Horror just gets a head on it and sends it down toward the, towards the goal. It's the kind of thing that you're always looking for in a set piece, especially since Sydney seemed to think that Rankin was going to try to get the ball to Emily Gilnick, who is tied for top scorer in the league, along with Michelle Heyman. They both have six goals each. She's also tall. So there is that, too. Um, I actually looked up how tall Michelle Gilnick is, and she's six feet tall, just like our favorite Tower of Power, Sam Mewis. Oh, wow. How nice. Yeah, so she's um, the Matilda's version of the Tower of Power, whatever that is in Australia. <laughs> Tower. <laughs> yeah? Tower of Power. Tower of Power. It's so hard. <laughs> Work on that. We'll come back to it next week. Okay, anyway, moving on. Our final goal of the match. 82nd minute. Another corner for Brisbane. Brisbane takes a short corner and Mariel Hesher passes the ball to Rankin. Rankin sends the ball into the six and it ends up almost directly in front of Wyman. And Wyman jumps up with the intention to catch it, but just kind of bounces off her gloves and goes into the goal. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. (laughs) (laughs) She knows that there's like no reason for it to have been a goal. And as the keeper, that just kind of blows chunks because you know you could have have stopped it. uh, And you just straight up biffed it (laughs) yeah and it was fun to like watch the game because the commentators mentioned that there had been some talk about how brisbane was going to have to figure out how to handle sydney and uh they even mentioned how it clearly should have been the other way opposite (laughs) yeah no one expected a four to one domination by brisbane um but that's what we got so that's why it's a hat pick thank you lovely (laughs) wonderful wonderful stuff (laughs) all right this week we have for you not one but two honorable mentions which i guess is kind of not a lot compared to last week when we had like seven so (laughs) it's fine but it's great there's a lot of good things happening so our first honorable mention is ashlyn harris and ali krieger are moms yay so cute so they adopted their daughter sloan phillips who was born on february 12th 
which uh a doy this now explains why they were not just called up for the she believes cup so this is exciting on many levels but now the orlando pride is just chock full of moms left and right alex morgan sydney larue and now krieger and harris so <laughs> alex morgan is the baby horse sydney larue is sid the kid is this a coincidence i do not think so I don't think so. <laughs> but also, on the topic of soccer moms, which I had to say in that accent. Of course. <laughs> Katrina Gorey is pregnant. She used to play for the Utah Royals, the most recent team in the NWSL. But she is a Matilda and Brisbane Roar, <laughs> who we just mentioned, actually, yeah. player, uh, when she is not um, in the process of gestating life. <laughs> so... How exciting. How wonderful. So lots of moms everywhere. I really just needed a good reason to put the word just stating in their notes. Okay. Yep. All right. So our second honorable mention this week is that the Australian Open is happening in Melbourne. That's the one. And why is this being mentioned on a soccer podcast? Because I fucking wanted to. But also... <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But also the semifinal that happened last night that Naomi Osaka just won was a semifinal between two NWSL team owners. So we mentioned last pod that Naomi Osaka is now part owner of the North Carolina Courage and Serena Williams is also part owner of Angel City FC. And I would like to note at every game, her husband was there because he's great, but he was always wearing a piece of Angel City merch, which I just appreciated. Oh no! But these women, yeah, these women are just like two badass women in sports. They're two of the best athletes of our time, just bar none. Um, But it's cool to see some NWSL team owners crushing it in other sports. And realistically, Naomi Osaka is going to go on to win the whole thing. So, oh, I thank you very much, Captain Obvious. She really is. She's only twenty-three. I know, and she has like her own Nike line. That's like streetwear and athletic wear. And also she was just one of the couples on the cover of the GQ Modern Lovers edition. That That was really nice. She is, she's just killing it. It's like, she's also so kind and all of her interviews, she's so nice and soft spoken. And I'm just like, how are you so nice and also so good at what (laughs) you do and also killing it in other businesses? I'm just in awe of her. I wish I was that put together at 23, and I wish I was that or, put together now. Or now, yes, I was going to say, I wish I was a thing yeah. in this moment at almost 30. And also, of course, like, Serena Williams, goat of tennis, like, just such a fucking badass. I watched her Architectural Digest, like, video, the open door thing, and she took people and, like, she took them into the trophy room that she has, and she was like, what's this one for? Oh, I don't remember, but I won it. Oh, what's this? This is second place. What's that doing in here? It's just, like, walls what's of trophies. here in here? Oh, God. Yeah, okay, anyway. Her. So this week, we're back to our joint number one, but we're tag-teaming a little bit more than usual, I think, because we just got so many good things happening in this one game. So earlier we had to talk about how uh, Chelsea was shitting the bed a bit. Not so. Not so in this game. Anna, take it away. (laughs) So our number one hat pick this week is Chelsea's win against Arsenal on February 10th. And I say that with a little bit of sadness because I am an Arsenal fan. And now you may be asking, why am I an Arsenal fan? 
okay with Chelsea destroying us being our number one hat pick this week? Well, <laughs> even though I am an Arsenal fan, I can appreciate greatness. And for me, that greatness comes in the form of Pernilla Harder. And <laughs> this gives me another chance to talk about Fran Kirby because we love the B in Kirby. <laughs> So in preparation for this episode and this particular pick, I was looking at the stats of this game and based on those alone, you would think that Arsenal would have had this game in the bag. But alas, earwax, uh, they did not. But I will say that Lydia Williams, the keeper for Arsenal, did have a couple of great saves and there were some very, very dangerous chances for Miedema, So Yeah. The first half of this game was generally uneventful in terms of goals. That's to say we had none. Zero. Zero goals first half. <laughs> uh, there were two yellow cards given out to Chelsea players. So Jisoo Yoon and Melanie Lupoltz had a yellow card each, and that was it. Even if you like look at the play-by-play, because on Google you can like look up the game and it'll give you like what happened, that's the only two things that happened. There's nothing <laughs> else. It. So we're just going to move on to the second half. <laughs> Clearly, Chelsea did not care for being scoreless in the first half. So three minutes into the second half, what do you think they do? They score. Yum, 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 yum. So this starts with Arsenal trying to clear the ball. Van de Donk. Also, I don't think we've ever really talked about Van de Donk a whole lot. So I really think we should address her name. Her name is Daniela Van de Donk. And that's the most, one of the most incredible last names. Van de Donk. <laughs> I mean... Okay, so Van de Donk attempts a little flick on the outside of her foot, like it's like a pass, but it's like a flick, you know, the flick pass. Yeah. Um, to, I think you say her name, Vubben Moy, because she's German. Vubben Moy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's pre- it's spelled Wubben, and I really want to say Wubben. But the ball never actually makes it to her because Jisoo Yoon slide tackles it to the feet of Fran Kirby. It was my fave. Kirby then curls around. She kind of like runs around the ball a little bit. Like it's like, oh, it's there, but I'm going to run around a little bit and then flicks it to Pernilla Harder with the outside of her right foot. And then Harder settles the ball with a few taps and sends a low shot to the bottom left 90 with her right foot. It's not a shot with a lot of power on it, but it counts. So tough titties, Arsenal. Julian wrote that (laughs) because I would (laughs) never say tough titties to my beloved Arsenal. Or would she? (laughs) So here's what's funny about this section of the notes. So I was in a thing before this and I had only gotten to this point of writing out this hat pick. (laughs) And so I'm reading it for the first time because I just kind of like just blaze through it. And so as I was saying, <laughs> tough titties arsenal, I was literally in my head thinking, well, Jillian obviously wrote that because I would never say that. And that's the next note that Jillian wrote. Jillian obviously wrote this because I would never say tough titties. I didn't even have it just happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> So anyway, next goal, Millie Bright, defender for Chelsea, sends the ball up from midfield to Jonna Anderson. There's supposed to be two S's in there. I don't know how to express that over <laughs> verbally to you, but it's Anderson. <laughs> so it's, she is perfectly placed towards the upper left corner of the field in that quadrant, if you will. She then gives a beautiful ball to none other than Fran Kirby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who then manages to like run up a little bit and then passes it back in the box to Pernilla Harder. Who then gives us yet another kick-ass goal. On the first touch from Kirby's assist, Harder lofts the ball all the way to the tippy-top of the net, and it just rolls in. You do say roll a lot. 
<laughs> With the amount of power behind the shot, poor Lydia Williams did not stand a chance. A chance. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> More earwax. Next. Arsenal has a throw-in that, with some pressure from Harder, ends up at the feet of Fran Kirby. Mistake. Mistake. Big mistake. Huge. (laughs) Kirby finds Bethany England on the right side of the pitch. She does a give-and-go pass right back to Kirby, who... Is, like, in literal overdrive. Like, you remember we talked about fast-forward Kirby a few episodes ago? She's back. She is just... shooting up the field, center field-ish, and she is wide open for England's ball, Beth, not the country, and <laughs> gets and gets the return ball, and she just charges ahead so quickly and is able to pretty easily slot the ball past Lydia Williams with her left foot, and what a goddamn treasure! She just, ugh, it was so great. So good to see such exemplary play from both Harder and Kirby. <laughs> yeah. What Chelsea had on display that game was some top-notch soccer, which is disappointing because Arsenal did not. There was a post today on <laughs> Arsenal's Instagram because I follow both the women's and the men's because Arsenal is my team all around. And on the men's Instagram, they're like, we hit 19 million followers. And so they held up a jersey and I said, we're going to give away a number 19 jersey because 19 million and they're like who wears number 19 for arsenal being the smart ass that i am i was like caitlin ford <laughs> because <laughs> caitlin Ford wears, <laughs> wears number 19 for the women but pepe wears it for the men and i don't really pepe's great don't get me wrong but that's no but, but caitlin but caitlin Ford. Ford. <laughs> so great job by chelsea definitely more in typical form i would say in this game. oh yeah so sucks sucks for arsenal but listen it's not been a good season for them but they're still they're not like bottom of the barrel or anything no but they're just not being managed well so they have some of like the best players in the world on their team. I mean, yeah. Vivian Miedema is one of the top scorers in the world. Um, and then you also have Daniela Vandedog, who's great in the midfield. You have Lisa Evans, who even though like we don't see a lot of incredible play from Scotland just because there's not as much investment in their team at the national level, Lisa Evans is an incredible starter for them. You have Kim Little, who's also a great player on the defense. You have Steph Catley and Lydia Williams, who are both Australian national team players, and Caitlin Ford. I mean, they just have so many good players. And I I think they're it's time for them to have either a new coach or that coach needs to have a sit down talk to. Because it's, it's – Well, time out. You can't have that many incredible players on your team and continue to perform this badly. So our topic this week, great one for you, <laughs> I will say. Very prepared. Essentially, we suck. Mm. And uh, the She Believes Cup is happening right now. Like we could check on the score for you. It'll already be over by the time this comes out. So I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. America. 1-0. We win. Is it over? Yeah. Who scored? Res Lavelle. Classic. <laughs> 79th minute. Dope. Brazil won against Argentina earlier, 4-1. to one. America just beat Canada, 1-0. to zero. And basically, Anna and I were really busy. We have lots of shit going on. <laughs> Anna's back in school. I don't really have an excuse except that I'm tired a lot and I just didn't have time. <laughs> I actually have a big work project due tomorrow, so I have been working There's on an excuse. 
Perfect. There we go. That seems legit. So our plan is to have our next episode, even though She Believes Cup did start tonight, technically our next pod is all She Believes. Totally everything. So all of our all of our picks are going to come from that. So it's going to be a totally a We Believes episode. <laughs> I've already picked one of my hat picks. There you go. Because I watched the Argentina-Brazil game at work today. Nice. You know, the way you do. (laughs) I am hoping to, this weekend I have no plans. Mm. So exciting. So I'm going to edit this pod and I'm going to watch the game. Yeah. (laughs) The game that I missed today. So, yay. So yeah, the topic is that we made big mistakes uh, in terms of our general time management. (laughs) (laughs) And we're learning, you know? That's all you can ask for us, right? Look, while it is a milestone that we have made it to now 11 episodes. Oh, my God. We're still pretty new <laughs> to the podcast game. How you say new? <laughs> podcast babies. <laughs> so we are pumped for the She Believes Cup. Very exciting things happened in soccer this week, as you can see. Anyway, so that's it. That's all we got for you today. We You're don't welcome. have much. But... Next pod, it's going to be super dope. This is a dope pod, too. Yeah, it's just a little different because we do what we want because it's our podcast. Yeah. So. So you should follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Pod. You should follow us on Twitter at Pod, Or you can send us an email at hatpixpod at gmail.com. Do all of those things right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> we said that we were going to post stuff on social media last time about the last pod you know what we didn't because we have other stuff going on but we'll try to do that this time so. i feel like what we should do is when we're doing like after we record this we need to set up like a two-hour window and we can look at what social media posts we want and then we can cue them and yeah. so that we can like decide what we want things like which of the hat picks we want to do you know maybe we could actually try <laughs> Yeah, we could. <laughs> I, I did one week go through and try to find all the picks and I saved them so that they were like available to us. But I did that one time. Yeah, smart though. In like November. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we'll try that. Yeah, we'll try to do a thing. <laughs> Sounds nice. And by Great. we, I mean me because I should be doing that. But you know. If I've got the time. I'm on I'm on social media a lot, so. <laughs> So it's whatever. Okay. Anyway, that's our podcast. Hey, thanks. I'm Jillian. And I'm Anna. And this has been the Hat Picks Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs>